Hello and good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers Podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I am your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here by my co-host. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm the Japan hobbyist out of the uh, Yokohama area of Japan. Awesome. Awesome. So what do you want to talk about today, Ryan? So, you know, we, we just talked about... Um, Kind of like the new meta and stuff the other week, but we had some interesting decks that actually kind of did well um, last weekend, and uh, we also had like a more in-depth look at the Pioneer Showcase results, and I noticed that there was quite a few decks that didn't seem like they should have done as well as they did. They they were not your traditional uh how can i say uh, archetypes they were they were a little different and i feel like you know maybe first off we could talk about you know these strange new decks and then after that uh, i have another topic i want to say but I'm, i'll save it until after we go over those uh okay those yeah well, let's do this quick here because i think we have gone over a meta report pretty recently but let's do a little bit of these kind of off meta report uh is what we'd like to do first here and then we can get into uh, my topic for this week mm. Yeah, so I had two decks that I really wanted to show you. Uh, I was really interested in talking about, and I know you know that you know people call you know these small Japanese <laughs> events kind of like mythical or something like that. It's like you can't really—I don't know if you can trust you know the results of these things. But uh, there was a really interesting Winota deck and a Vampire deck I wanted to talk about you know before we started in in our topic this week. So. If you don't mind, okay, yeah. Well, go ahead, go ahead and talk about these. I'm interested. So, uh, yeah, on the 21st, I want to say uh, last weekend's uh, small event. There's like 22 people uh, in Yokohama. I went to this one, and uh, it, the the event was uh, Teferi Rumble. You get like four Teferis, so it brought out a decent amount <laughs> of people. And uh, the winner of this event was a Jeskai Winota deck. And I know we just did uh, a topic, you know, with No One Knows I'm a Dog, uh, talking about, you know, like the traditional uh, Naya Winota deck. But this is totally different. You know, we didn't even touch on this during that topic. So I thought, you know, hey, (laughs) how did this thing win? I mean, maybe you can tell me. Well, I'll be one of those dismissers. You know, this is 22 people. I feel like this is kind of uh, FNM level. So it's definitely interesting. I'm, I'm happy to talk about any kind of brews. If viewers ever want to send us brews, I am happy to mm-hmm. uh, rip them in pieces and or discuss weird cards that you probably don't want to play anyways, because that's my, you know, I'm always the guy who's like, oh, what if you try this instead? Um, so yeah, so well, I, I won't I won't shoot down your view, your brews and I won't shoot down these brews. I do think that this is not an optimal version. Oh, I, of I agree. Any of these decks. <laughs> but I, I just wanted your view on this first, you know, this Jessica Winona deck. How did this deck win? Why do you think this deck, you know, did well at this 22 person event? So not only did they lose the, I don't really know what they were doing. So they're doing Winota, but instead of turning into either the Angras Marauders or now the Tovalar's Huntmaster, um, and not the, uh, you know, the, the third one I would have gone to would be the, um, what's the one that controls uh, uh, Agent of Treachery? Yeah. Um, they didn't go for that. They just went for a couple of Blade Historian and a Lavinia of the Tenth, um, which is one that I've seen tried out and hasn't been great, but it's a, you know, it's in blue and white. It's a, like a 4-4 pro red that when it enters your opponent's creatures can't block for a turn and what is it exactly it block or attack i think it's, that's what detain is right yeah so block or, or so it's detain yeah they can't they can't block or attack for until your next turn so 
Um, you know, that's a nice way to get rid of all of their creatures. And then it's kind of just playing some like low level flyers, like kind of the blue white flyers yeah. of like Mausoleum Wanderer, Watcher of the Spheres. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> which is awkward because, yeah. uh, you know, Mausoleum Wanderer with not very many other spirits is a little strange. I mean, you have like tw- no, almost 20 spirits or 16 spirits, I think. You have uh, Spell yeah, Queller, okay, Stuff that's... of Spirit, uh, Mausoleum Wanderer, you have Skyclave Apparition. Sky okay, that's it. That's not bad. But yeah, I thought this was really interesting. It was really fun to watch. Um, I think, you know, it kind of gives me that whole vibe of like, you know, collected company decks before they became tribal collected company decks when you just had value cards kind of all put in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you, you got this spirit package, which is already kind of strong. And then you have a little bit of a, you know, death and taxes, you know, uh, package with Thalia, Garden of Thraben. And, um, you know, you got Reflector Mage in here as a one-off. Uh, so I guess I, I kind of understand uh, what they were going for. But like you said, it's probably not optimized. But I am very excited to see where this archetype or where this this uh, build can go in the future. Yeah, I don't think that there's too much room for it to go just because there's some really weird things going on here. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I don't think that putting in the humans adds that much more to this deck that going with more spirits wouldn't. Um, like, you're definitely helping some of your matchups. You're, you're doing something aggressive. You're doing something that other people aren't expecting. Mm-hmm. That will help win you games. Um, I do think that you're putting some big weaknesses in the deck that it didn't have before. Neither the Winota nor the Spirits deck had before. So you're losing mm. a lot of the aggressive draws the Spirits can have. And you're losing all of the, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a long-lasting ability that Winota has. You know, the grindiness yeah, that Winota yeah. has. You know, the, those Asika's Chariots, those Tovalar's Huntmasters, those are things that come down and are really hard for yeah. decks to answer, especially control decks. And uh, you're kind of losing all of those. I will say this. I do believe that, you know, this year we got a good enough mana base for Jeskai to be able to do or try this type of deck. Uh, we have a lot of our, you know, early, uh, you know, we got Painlands and, you know, white and uh, white and red. And, uh, you know, blue, we got the, sorry, blue and white, we got the uh, new uh, pathways and stuff like that. So I, I think... Um, yeah, the lands is one of the yeah, reasons. Yeah, they're rocking, they're rocking eight pathways. One of the new fast or slow lands. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's reasonable. Yeah. So, so that was one deck I wanted to talk about real quick, and uh, okay. the other one I wanted to talk about, and this one, uh, you kind of talked about yourself um, when you were, uh, I think it was during the set review or whatnot. Set review, yeah. So I, I was excited about this deck when you had pointed it out, and uh, I definitely want to have some comments on it. But why don't you introduce it kind of first? So the second place of this, again, it's a legendary or mythic, you know, 22-person 22. 22. <laughs> uh, event in Japan, in Yokohama. Um, it was Black Red Vampires. So it's kind of similar to your regular vampires, except that it kind of had a, a secondary archetype of Death Touch. So, you know, we have uh, Knight of the Liban, or Ebon Legion, uh, Gifted Death Touch Aether, with its activation. Yeah, with yeah. activation, Gifted Aetherborn. Um, it had uh, Nighthawk Scavenger. Uh, what else did it have? Um, Okay, I guess the... So Soren also gives Death Touch. Yeah, Soren gives to, Death Touch. Uh, your plus. Yeah, four of those. And then we get into like some crazy cards. Uh, they're playing Hooded Blightfang, just because it also has Death Touch. 
and then you get to uh, gain one life and drain one life, basically, uh, whenever a creature with death touch attacks. Uh, it also has Zagras, Thief of the Heartbeats, which is, uh, it says you, it costs one less for each spell, or sorry, each creature in your party, and it has Flying Death Touch Haste. Haste. It's a 4-4, but it's also legendary, which is kind of important. And it says whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a planeswalker, destroy that. So that maybe not so necessary. I think the main point here is it's uh, legendary because the other card that this is playing is Olivia, Crimson, Bl- Bl- uh, Crimson Bride, the new card from uh, uh, Crimson Vow. And that's uh, Flying Haste, of course, legendary uh, creature. And it says whenever she attacks, you return a target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking. And then again, yes. you know, whenever you don't control legendary vampire, exile this creature, which is why it's that's why they're playing all these legendary creatures. You know, we have Zagras, we have Olivia, um, we have Vito in there as well, I guess, just because he's another legendary vampire. Not so much that, you know, you're gaining life, I think. I don't think that's well, the Well, you do. You, you know, you've got Gifted Aetherborn, Blightfang, yeah. Scavenger, yeah. Soren, yeah. all gain you life. Yeah, but I mean, you're not paying five mana to activate his ability, though, probably. Sure, but you yeah. do get value from yeah, the first ability where your opponent loses life. Yeah. And you can activate it. It you know, ends board stalls by killing the opponent. Um, okay, so, so thoughts. they're also running Reckless Rage as removal, which mm-hmm. is kind of silly, but they've got a lot of three toughness creatures. So what you do here, um, I think that there is some things here. And I think that I was I wanted to see if anyone tried it. I hadn't gotten a chance to yet. But Olivia Crimson Bride as a target for Soren's minus three is actually really cool. Mm. So really, you know, they're switching out two Champion of Dusk. Normally the list would run four for two of these Olivia. I could even see going to three Olivia um, because she is that strong. And what she does is, you know, three, four flying haste is pretty powerful. You know, four toughness is good in the format. And then she also brings back a creature attacking with her. So mm-hmm. that's really nice. And again, as you mentioned, if she brings back a legendary vampire, then those vampires don't go away after she dies because uh, there's still a legendary vampire mm-hmm. playing. That's the one she brought back. So what you do, cut the Zagras completely, cut the Hood Blight thing completely. Yeah. There is no arguing on this. 100% <laughs> do it. Um, what you're going to do, put in Kalidus. Yeah, because it's legendary. Kalidus should 100% be in this deck. He's legendary. He's in the normal version of the deck. Uh-huh. He's got lifelink. Um, he's everything the deck should already be doing. Um, so that, that you know, two or three of those absolutely replaces Zagras. Um, I do think you cut these Reckless Rage. Those are silly. Put mm-hmm. Fatal Push in. Yeah. It's better. Um, maybe put in some Murderous Rider. The other one I think that this deck should really be running is Florian, Voldar, and Scion. Um, that one's the one red, black, 3-3, three, three, first strike vampire noble. So it's another um, legendary vampire, uh. and it's also uh, when your opponent loses life at your second main phase, you basically get to play a card from the top X cards, nice. uh, where X is how much life they lost. Ooh, that sounds good. So just another good value card that fits into the uh, the strategy of the deck. Um, maybe you want to play with two drops. You know, like the Nighthawk Scavenger at three might be a little slow compared to running one more two drop, but uh, I do think there's something there. I was actually playing around with this deck, testing it, uh, throwing in a, I threw in a league and of course you, with, uh, you'd want pathways. with the changes I suggested. And pathways. Too. Yeah, the mana base needs some help too. I forgot I totally changed the pathway. Yeah. Put in your Hive the I Tyrant, put in your Voldaran Estates, a couple Muta Vaults, um, get the pathways. You know, this mana base has a lot to be desired. Yeah. I'm sure there were probably maybe some budget considerations here. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, they they probably didn't think they would make it this far, and somehow they got. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna play this deck. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Those were the two decks. I was really excited. I wanted to talk about them. Like, how did this happen? How, who let these 
you know, Dax get to, you know, the top two, you know, spots of this, you know, small events. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wild. But, uh, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Cause I know there were still a couple more cards um, or sorry, a couple more decks I wanted to go through from the showcase that, you know, we get to see a little bit more in depth. I can send you the link real quick if you don't have that. You know, Claudio has been brewing up some fun stuff. I know he's been playing with zombies. He's been playing with, um, you know, he went back to Niv and has been running it with uh, Yorian, which is something I've been asking for a while why he hasn't tried again. Mm-hmm. I think um, Wandering Mind was the uh, the Otis to to go back and try Yorian again. Is that uh, that you know that that works well together? Um, nothing else too crazy. I think I've seen recently. You know, I've been seeing some more black white. Um, black white as the way to go as a splash for vampires um a little bit of variety but you know a lot of the same too mm-hmm. so do you want to talk a little bit about uh the uh, pioneer showcase because we did have on martin last week to kind of talk about his deck yeah we, we went through right the, the showcase oh okay so the, you know what i mean not the showcase then you're talking about the ptq or the ptq yeah the, the ptq we talked about the showcase last time we didn't talk about the ptq and that was what I think I just linked to you from the 21st uh, Pioneer Premiere, I think they called it. So uh, Martin did make top, I thought I thought he made top four, but I guess he was top eight of the PTQ yeah. uh, with his blue-black uh, control deck, you know, which uh, he talked about, you know, uh, his current list in last week's show, if you want to check that out. But uh, he also, they, they, he gave into more detail on, on their Patreon, yeah. if you guys want to check out the, the tag, tag team, team yep. Yep. we're happy to shout them out. Yep, yep. So yeah, you want to take a, a quick look at maybe I don't know top top eight, top sixteen of the uh, PTQ. See if any. Yeah, I feel like you want me to just quick shout out this top eight because it was a little bit less heavily Phoenix. Yeah. So, um, maybe you know if, I, if I'm even the anti Phoenix guy a little bit. Um. So number one was a Luris Black White Humans. Number two was Phoenix. Number three was Mono. Uh. No, this is yeah Mono Red. Um, which we've been seeing with Torbran a little bit more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth place was blue was white red burn. Sorry, white red, not blue red. Um, fifth place was a Coco humans green white. Sixth place was Phoenix again, and seventh place was that blue black control. Eighth place was uh, black red pyromancer. So still quarter of it is Phoenix, but uh, you know decent variety in the rest of it. Would you say? I mean, I I did see uh, you know Thalia in a couple spots here in the top eight. You know, fifth place deck, and uh, also I think the first place deck was playing her as well. Um, would you say that she's made an impact? We were kind of you know talking about this in last week's episode. You know, is she going to make an impact? You know, will she affect you know for example the Phoenix metagame? What do you think? You know, seeing these results. So I think she's made about the impact that I expected. Um, she's certainly seeing play, which I I would say hundred percent expected. She's certainly you know moving some decks around. I think she hurts some decks. She helps some decks. Uh, things like Lotus actually really don't like it very much. Uh, that that's one I've uh-huh. noticed. Um, as far as the Phoenix matchup itself, I don't think it has a big impact in that matchup, that specific card, just because Phoenix has, you know, 30 ways to kill it um, without, you know, one for one. If they're paying two mana for a spike field hazard to kill it, I don't think that that's a upsetting trade for a yeah. Phoenix player. Yeah, They might have to run a little bit more removal if they're expecting people to play a lot of Thalias. Yeah, maybe. All right, so you don't want to go through the rest of the top 16, just just that? <laughs> um There's if i was to phoenix. say archetypes i see a winota i see a phoenix i see um blue black i see phoenix i see uh judd food which yeah i did look at this lead up list i think i saw a couple more humans as well i think yeah a lot of red um 
Cab is back on black red mid range with another with a fourteenth place finish. Um, another green white, yeah, cocoa and another burn. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that mono red deck, if you don't mind, because I I think you know I've been playing the uh, I've been having fun with mono red devotion, and sure, this yeah. is kind of very similar to that. You know, I think you know in the past uh, mono red, uh, not mono red, but uh, chunky red used to be very good <laughs> and uh what happened was niv mizzet came around and just uh grinded out more value uh you know i want to say that before uh, mono red did a great job of stopping all of the bigger creatures you know by having you know the soul scar mage and like all these fire or damage uh, effects uh, it had chain willer to get rid of all those you know uh, mana creatures and stuff it had a lot of really good tools but it just couldn't beat Niv drawing six, like six, six cards, seven cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, do you think it's back? Is this like, you know, this third place deck? You know, will we see this more in in Pioneer going forward? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's reasonable. I think people are still narrowing down what they want to play. Whether they go up to five for the dragons, whether or not they're going to play Embercleave. Um, but Torbrand seems to be a popular part of it, and uh, I definitely support Torbrand seeing more play. Chandra seeing a little bit more play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love, I mean, I just, you know, the cards just feel so natural in this metagame. You know, like, Edelon's so good mm-hmm. against, you know, Phoenix decks and uh, and Lotus decks. And then, like I said, you got, like, Chain Whirler and uh, Bonecrusher Giant as, you know, good cards against, uh, you know, uh, Aggro and whatnot. And then, yeah, even Chandra is amazing against more control or, or you know, like other mid-range type decks. So, uh, I would really so like this third it. place list was playing both Eidolon and Cemetery Gatekeeper, you know, really targeting things like Phoenix. Yeah. I would think with those, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, like you know, main it. deck rampaging Ferocidon as well. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm, I'm excited. I hope I hope it does uh, better in uh, future events. Definitely don't count red out. Yeah, um, you know, I was just thinking the other day, like how crazy is it that Chandra Torture Defiance used to be able to hit Planeswalkers with mm-hmm, her plus one. Mm-hmm. I, I miss that sometimes. Other times I'm like, oh man, I'm glad my opponents can't. But whenever I've got it, I'm like, man, that's not fair. I should be able to uh, to deal two to my opponent's yeah. planeswalker there. Yeah, so it's each opponent's not targetable to. Yeah, that's yeah. what the the uh, what do you call rules ended up planeswalker saying. redirection rule. Yeah, go. that was a that was a messy rule. I'm glad they went away with it, yeah. even if it was uh, a mess. Okay, well, I am happy to have talked about these cards. Thank you for letting me go. Away go over these with you do you want to all right so that's kind of the first yeah. half of our episode the the other thing you know the idea i had had for today's episode is um you know we got some holiday season coming around the bend here we got hanukkah we got thanksgiving um we've got christmas yes and what that means is that uh you know time to make a little bit of a wish list and what i wanted to do is think about this from the perspective of hey what's your favorite deck or what's a deck you like in the meta uh-huh. and uh what does that deck want right now yeah. like you know, it could be an existing card reprinted. It could be a new card coming out in the future. But like, hey, where are the holes? Where are the things that a deck really wants? Mm-hmm. Or like, what's going to uh, to push a deck over the edge as far as power level? Like, what are the things that, um, you know, it, it could be a good deck. It could be a meta deck. And it's still like, you know, if it had this one more thing, this deck yeah. could be top of the line. Uh, so just wanted to kind of, you know, like run through some of the meta. And, you know, we'll be going over a bit of the meta report anyways because we'll be talking about some meta decks. But just like what's your uh, what's your wish list? Before we do our wish list, can we talk maybe about like who got their wish last year? I think like there's a lot of decks 
that got exactly the card that they wanted. We've talked about this before, you know, over, you know, the it's almost the last almost the last 100 episodes how about oh this this deck would be good if only it had this this deck could be you know could do so much better if it had this one card and i feel like a lot of decks mm-hmm. this year got those cards for example phoenix got consider and expressive iteration yeah a lot of things got got considered yeah. <laughs> but yeah phoenix got consider control got consider yeah so that that um, i think control I think a couple decks, uh, but especially Control, got the removal we've been asking for for a while with uh, Fateful Absence. You yes. Know, it's not perfect, but I think that it's good enough to yep. be uh, what they were looking for. And I also would say uh, Memory Deluge is another great card that, you know, uh, Control's got. It, yeah. It's like a, a basically another dig through time, but, you know, less uh, dependence on your graveyard, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Winota, I don't think Winota had werewolves on its wish no. list, but somebody dropped some Huntmaster yeah. in its stocking, and uh, I don't think they're complaining. Yeah, there we go. It's it's kind of like you didn't know you wanted it, but you got it, and you're like, oh, hey, this is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would say Spirit as well, because we did get all of the Kaldheim uh, pathways and stuff this year, which really helped out the mana bases. And also we yes that that deck was that's certainly what the deck was asking for last year is make my mana base a little exactly. bit easier. I don't think that's all they want though. I, you know, I, spirits is definitely one I wanted to talk about for a wish list. Yeah, and then also they got some new spirits as well, which I think will end up. You know, <laughs> it's like you get one of those functional presents, and you're like, oh, okay, I don't know if I really like this, but then like you end up using it all the time. Um, oh, I'm gonna use this pasta maker every day. There you go. <laughs> It's like a pasta maker, and then, yeah, you have pasta every week. Um, of course, Thalia and Humans, I think we wanted something like that. I think I, I think we, we always wanted more like uh, Hate Bears or, you know, some, something oh, that's yeah. going to punish other other uh, other decks. And I would say one more. Actually, there's two more that I wanted to talk about. I think Niv got Valky, which is kind of another nice hit, you know, for Bring to Light. And of course, iterations in there as well, like you said. But everybody got iteration, so <laughs> yeah. You know, Niv didn't need another way to go over the top, no, but Valky definitely does it yeah. quite well. Um, did you have any other archetypes that you think got their wishes uh, granted last year? As far as wish granted, you know, maybe I feel like um, the all that glitters and soul artifacts decks kind of got some nice little tools, like. Ingenious Smith being the main one there, mm-hmm. and Portable Hole being the other. Yeah, and I would say... Um, I feel like those kind of get a shout-out. I would say In Soul probably got was the better benefactor of uh, of Portable Hole than um, than uh, Black White's uh, Auras. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just because it's like a, another artifact that goes perfectly with it, and it totally changed the archetype from red-blue to, uh, you know, blue-white. And they also got Ingenious Smith and... Uh, Black, Black staff. staff of water yeah, was yeah. another big one. So it, maybe it's still not tier one, but it, hey, it's playable. Hey, that's it's playable. not far. All right, so let's talk about our wish list yes. for this year. You know, I'm going to start off with the biggest deck in the format. Is it Phoenix? Um, and I think what their wish list is is, hey, ban committee, forget about me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that's what they're, they're they're asking Santa to bring me no bans. Yes. Um, if I were to be honest, you know, probably what they would still be looking for is something like a Thought Scour. Like, we've been saying that for a while. They certainly got some of what they wanted with Consider, but if they had something like Thought Scour, they would be playing it in an instant. That's, I'm sure, um, you know, <laughs> these are the rich kids mm. getting even greedier, and they're asking for Thought Scour when they already got Consider. Blue um, That's not, probably where they would go. Blue does not need any more cheap cantrips. I'm sorry. 
Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, so you said that was more of a joke. I mean, do you have a real uh, archetype that you'd like to see get their wish granted? Oh, I mean, I don't think that was a huge joke. So as far as spirits, because that's one we were mentioning, um, I do still think that spirits want another one drop. They want it so badly. Like, so many times we see four mausoleum water or four spectral sailor. I feel like they would be playing ten one drops if they could be playing mm-hmm. two more. And I feel like spectral sailor is not going to be a four of in two years. Um, you know, maybe it'll still be a two of. We'll yeah. have mausoleum wanderer yeah. plus something plus spectral sailor. But I just feel like, you know, a 1-1 that attacks for 1 doesn't quite do enough in what should be an aggressive deck. Um, I feel like they're really looking forward for something either that can do more than 1 damage a turn or can be uh, disruptive or both. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say Rakdos Pyromancer needs like another, you know, maybe 1 drop uh, to be able to get from the graveyard, you know, as far as like a a spell, Hmm. like another burn spell or... Uh, another you know black spell at one mana or something like that so that's such a it's such a tough list because like the rectus pyromancer decks feel so optimized tuned yeah Yeah. they're pretty well optimized just because like it it does so much but the deck's also very versatile Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it can be aggressive um i almost feel like they need another threat but one that maybe they can cast so like if they had a you know one mana spell that somehow created a threat um, that I could see being something they'd be interested in, something that I could you know recast with Arcanist so it's not lowering their spells count. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but something like that might be what they're looking for. Okay, okay. Um, you know, just a way to be a little bit more aggressive. Um, sometimes if you can shut down Kroxa, they've got a very slow clock, mm-hmm. and uh, it gives Dex times to uh, to get back into the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had another one for... I thought John Citadel needs to wish for like... A, some lower costed sacrifice effects maybe or hmm. uh you know more sackable creatures something that has like a little bit more impact on the board i know the current builds are kind of very heavily relying on uh collected company i don't think they're even playing the uh, cat oven combo anymore not as much um some some versions do but not all of them yeah so maybe it could use it seems like it's very heavy in like the three drop and then it has like a lot of mana creatures. I think it needs maybe some good two drops, you know, that can kind of help with the uh, the whole setup. And um, how could I say other other than the priests of the forgotten gods? You know, I, th- I think they're hungry. I think they wouldn't mind another food card or two. Yeah, you know, some of the stuff we saw in uh, was it was it Modern Horizons two that had more food cards? Did they? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Maybe Oko and and Jund. <laughs> uh yeah yeah jund oko <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah you know jund wants the things that jund usually wants yeah. um so how about burn you know that's one that i feel like they haven't gotten anything new added in like two years like what's the you know play with fire was an upgrade uh-huh. for them but that was a very small upgrade over wild slash um other than that i'm trying to think the last time they had a card added to this deck um, I'm gonna look at like an example. Last year, probably last right. Year. N- nothing this year. I mean, they got, okay, they got Luris Den of the Bugbear last was year. a nice one. Yeah. Den of the Bugbear was nice. True, true. Um, so I can't write that one off. Um, could they use perhaps like uh, another? I don't know, like ETB effect, like another you know Pyromancer, or could they use another you know one mana aggressive uh, attacker? Maybe I don't know. Is there you know, a Goblin Guide? You know, maybe getting printed. <laughs> Goblin guide, but he's a wizard. <laughs> there we go. Um, I don't know. What, what, what does it want? What do you think? 
you know, it, it's tough. I don't really know if there is something at once. Probably if I were to single out a single place that feels just a little bit weak, you know, it'd be Lightning Strike. Uh-huh. Um, there are so many Lightning Strike alternatives in the format, but none of them have been one that Burn wants. I feel like you could get something at the power level that Pioneer wants that's still a Lightning Strike. And um, maybe that would be more reasonable. Like maybe it's two damage to a creature or four damage to a player or something like that. Yeah. Where they might be willing to uh, to switch it out. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one. So or like a, what's what's a two mana sorcery that deals four? I feel like there is one of those. I know. I don't know. There's, something there's stuff hammer. That, I mean, there's stuff that deals damage to creatures or planeswalkers, but not to players. Like there's Lava Axe that deals four. And of course you got Roast at five. five. Um. Yeah. I mean, there was a cut to ribbons. That's four, but that's like creature or player or creature or um, planeswalker, I think. So, yeah, there's not a lot that deals four to players. Yeah, I feel like you could almost you could almost print a like four to target creature or player for one on a red at a sorcery speed. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. you know how I feel like red would play that. You, know, you remember how uh, black used to play the uh, what was it? The spark, whatever it's called. The thing that kills the planeswalker. Spark? No, no, no. It was the black one man. Oh, Spark Harvest. Spark Harvest. And it doesn't play it anymore. But I wonder if there could be something like that in red that does like four damage if you sacrifice mm, a, a creature. There's a bolt for one mana that sacrifices a creature. Yeah, but that's three. Yeah, but I'd rather just do four. I don't feel like people are playing that enough. I think it that could be a good card. But I just think mm. you need you need more value. I think four toughness or four damage to a creature or player is just a better. A more playable card, I would say. Yeah, okay, maybe it's too powerful. But what do you think yeah. about um? What, what do you think about Winota? Let's go to another deck list here. Like, what do you think that they're still looking for? <laughs> uh, They've gotten a lot this year. You know, it's tough. I feel like that deck um reinvents itself yeah. every few sets here. I don't here think Winota like, needs Here's anything. a bunch of new. I and the scene... <laughs> you're like no, I don't want them to. I don't want them to get stronger. So here's the thing. I went through the wish list of you know kind of like the misfit toys of of mm. Pioneer. I went through the decks that. Haven't really seen any top, uh, how can I say, top results uh, recently. You know, for example, like Mono Green Devotion, I feel hasn't really shown up at all. You know, sometimes you see like the Stompy versions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we've been certainly seeing Stompy. What do you think that the Planeswalker version needs? Uh, more wish list creatures, probably something super powerful, super strong. Um, another big green creature well, to, to ramp into. Artifacts, probably. Yeah, so maybe some better artifacts, but also maybe like another, um, what was it? The uh, what's the big six six trample? Prime time. Uh, I don't know about prime time, but uh, I don't know maybe something similar to that. Some some creature that puts in, uh, you know, lands into play or something when you when you play it or something. A slightly yeah, weakened prime time. Uh, probably a little lower on the curve. I feel like their two to three drop might be where there's a little bit of room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Something that ramps and gives you a body, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what they'd be looking for. Something that ramps and gives a body. Maybe scales up. Okay. Yeah. So we can use some better scaling up cards. Um, what was the next uh, deck you wanted to talk about? What do you. I mean, I don't think Winota needs uh, let's anything. See. Uh, you know, I was could ask about control. I don't feel like you're going to have very many answers for me. <laughs> what does control need? Um, I mean, I know Martin was talking about, like, he wants a mana leak effect. Mm. Yeah, I think a two mana, you know, something that you'd feel better about main decking at two mana counterspell would probably be better. Like the blue white play Doe and Veto sometimes in the main deck. Uh-huh. Um, 
yeah, there's still just not a great two mana one, and that that's really the big difference. Um, I'm trying to think. Could we? Make... You know, I do think Winota. Winota would still not mind better lands. I think um, the control decks would also be oh. happy to see some new lands. I was going to say pretty much all decks would want better lands. Sure, yeah. uh, most decks want new lands, but things like three color or like two color control decks, yeah. like, in particular, are still uh, still asking. I was still saying, hey, anything that doesn't have like we went over this before. Anything that doesn't have a triome. Anything that doesn't have the cycling lands. Anything that doesn't have the. Uh, uh, the fast lands, they want it. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. so many decks just waiting to be built because they don't have the proper mana base. Yeah. Um, um, I was thinking about Niv because I think that's an important yeah. deck. Uh, it's kind of fun out of favor. What could it? Well, you know, it's a little bit back. You know, I do think, you know, Claudia's been playing it again. I think the two things that would be really nice for the deck is better two mana or two color um, sweepers. You know, usually they're still relying on like Extinction Event or Shadows Verdict uh-huh. as their sweeper, and that's not a Niv hit. It's Solar Blaze. Um, the other one, the other one I think that they would love to see is like a two-color Sylvan Carry added. Like, just make the Sylvan Carry add cost blue green instead of one green, uh-huh. and they would be ecstatic. <laughs> She'll have to have like eight effects. You mean instead of. Uh... Yeah, either or, you know, either have eight effects so that you can more consistently have the turn two carry added in. You know, pretty much every matchup. I feel like that would be more for a Yorian version. Um, but for the non-Yorian version, Sylvan Carryad is one of the only cards that isn't it, a uh, a hit from from Niv. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they would love to see that that change. Yeah. So, so you don't care so much about the uh, you know turn to make any color effect. You like you said, you just want another hit. Yeah. Either that or more like you know they often have to side in things like Fatal Push or um, the Portable Hole, uh-huh. and those are awkward because again they're not Niv hits. Um, I'm sure that if there was like a way to have a one mana two color removal spell, that would be like a, a hybrid hybrid one mana spell. Sure, or something where it's like it has a you know like Cut to Ribbons is Ooh, written yeah, green, there or red go. and black. Niv wants more hybrid cards. Let's go back to uh, of course they do. And... Of course. The Shadow Moor? Is that where it was? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Love more hybrid cards. Um, my other deck that I think needs to have its wish granted is Goblins. So mm, okay. I, I love Goblins. Like Goblin said, Grenade. Goblin Grenade. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I know that. Goblins, and they want chaos. <laughs> There's a, it, it, do, it goes wide well. It needs another Goblin Lord, though. It only has one right now in the uh, the, the Bandit Lord, really. It doesn't have uh, Chieftain. Or anything like that, and uh, also, like you said, Goblin Grenade, something that's kind of big, boom, you know, something that's gonna, you know, be like really scary to play in Goblins. We don't need, was it Muxus? I, I would not want to have Muxus in the format, but you know, having another good Goblin Lord that's not four mana, like the Trash Master, uh, I think would do wonders for this art. What about me? Huh? What about me? Trash Master? No? You're the Trash Master? Yes. Uh, the Jank Master. Jank something Master. like that. There we go. Um, so let's, let's think real quick tribes, just because I feel like there's plenty of those that are out there begging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're just talking about goblins. I do also think goblins are a little bit weak on the, like, one mana uh-huh. area. True, true. Um, like, maybe, you know, they would love a goblin guide. They would love something that's a little bit stronger. You know, they would love a, a goblin swift spear, something yeah. like that. Um, here, let's start with the Innistrad ones. Like, do you think humans? I think humans need something. Humans big got right now? some good stuff. I think humans is fine. I think spirits is fine. I think all the Innistrad stuff. I think even vampires 
is in a good position right now. Uh, wolves. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him discussing them though. Wolves. Is yeah, like humans. He, he, humans are, uh, you know, they're one of those people. They've got their birthday in December, so uh-huh. everyone's like, "Oh, you just got a present. You don't get one for uh, <laughs> for Christmas." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think vampires. They could still use probably something at the lower end of the curve. Yeah, we were talking um, about Stormkirk Noble would be like a good card to have in in vampires. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, spirits we already kind of discussed. They would love a one drop. Mm. Um, werewolves still needs kind of a one drop. True, I think probably, yeah, everybody what, needs a one drop. To be honest, honestly, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> is this going to turn into me ranting again about how wizards just need to print one drops for every so, single try? I mean, do you want to? Do you want to talk? The most important thing. But do you? I mean, yeah, we talked. I mean, we we had Gavin on. I think we we said, hey. Hey, print more one drops. Yeah, make one drops. <laughs> um, do you think it's going mean, to happen? If we start talking about one drops, it's going to come back to me talking about how changeling. <laughs> I mean, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't get into it. No, but, but if you want, to, let's do like a quick tangent here. Um, do you? What would more one drop creatures? You know, playable one drop creatures in Pioneer do to the format? I think every playable one-drop creature you make is going to make an archetype viable. And really, what it is is tribal decks. Tribal uh-huh. decks are fun. They're great in Pioneer. They're they're better in Pioneer than in other formats, probably because the power level in Pioneer is consistent. So, and you can pull the tribes from multiple mm. sets. So that that's what's nice about Pioneer. The issue is that they've kind of forgotten to print one-drops yeah. for a while now. Um, and what I've said is that, hey, they're bad and limited. They're bad in EDH. No one plays, you know, many one drops in EDH. They're usually not good and limited. So those are the only two formats they care about. They don't put them in their mm. sets. So they need to be printing more one drops because any tribal deck, you know, if you're playing and, 20, 30 creatures, you're usually an aggressive deck. Yeah. If you're an aggressive deck, you need to be playing things on turn one, which means you need eight to 10 creatures in your tribe at one mana. And. Mm. There are just so few yeah. decks that have that. I mean, we did um, get Champion of the Parish in Midnight Hunts, which was great. Yeah. Um, I think the coming back to Innistrad did a couple okay things. Um, if I were to compare and I go back to AFR, uh-huh. um, or no, no, not even AFR. When was it that we first had Party? That was Dominaria. Uh, Zendikar? No. no. Cl- clerics. Yeah, yeah. Party? Uh, Zendikar. Yeah. Clerics, Rogues, Warriors, and wizards yeah. are kind of all crying still like those just got absolute trash for support mm-hmm. um so th- those are still kind of in the garbage so print a one drop for each one of those sets you know something powerful yeah, yeah. a two one with upside whatever it is go ahead and do that yeah totally agree and I, another thing is you know printing these tribal one drops will make it better you know as far as uh deck building um it won't a lot of these cards you probably won't see uh across a wide uh, range of decks just because you know they they're, they could be locked tribal like champion of the perished you would not play in anything but a zombie deck probably right exactly you know? yeah so build around or sorry design around that type of you know idea you know it's that's really good for this but not for the other stuff so not everybody wants it and you know i think that'll like you said it'll create so many archetypes any tribes we haven't mentioned that you're always trying to build or building or anything? Um, yeah, dwarves still. And dwarves, I would always. I, I I said that before. It needs more one drops. And you said before, don't play yeah. the one three shield mates guy. He's garbage. Oh, God, don't play the one three. Yeah, so <laughs> he, he is garbage. Dwarves needs it. Uh, I would say I don't know, maybe uh, Merfolk. Probably still needs Ooh, some good wow, stuff. Yeah. I haven't even drop. heard that name in a while. Merfolk elves. You're like, um, That's a card. <laughs> yeah. 
goblins god what what else I, you know i would love some more tribal matters that's slimes and, you know, maybe they won't go back for a while because yeah <laughs> you know what sure give me three or good one drop slimes yeah. and i will uh so is it ooze or slime i don't know what the the archetype is there i think it's oozes yeah <laughs> um elves we have enough we have all the, the, the drops there i think that's not a problem i think elves probably just needs i mean it, i don't know if you want to talk about that real quick but elves definitely needs like a bigger top end card i think we don't have anything like yeah i think it's i think it's top end or they need something more combo yeah a little bit like win the game combo yeah that was a fun deck you know when pioneer first came out but that's everybody is doing something better than what they're doing there's so. a lot of sweepers right now yeah, yeah it's it. not a good time for elves there's a lot of anger of the gods yeah um I don't know, is there anything else any other format or sorry, format uh, any other uh tribe I'm trying to think Ooh, we talked about a lot of the main ones needs yeah a one drop dragons yeah. <laughs> you know or that even... that's me coming back to like you know i would love to see like giants dragons angels any of those things yeah get, yeah like, angels as drops. well like they did uh put print that two mana angel and now it's like six dollars even though it's like uh an uncommon you know it's <laughs> yeah. just because you don't get angels at that you know ability or at that uh how could I say at that mana cost? So yeah, definitely angels, definitely dragons. Um, jeez, demons. Uh, do we want demon tribal? Yeah, knight, knights could use something if that's what you said. Oh, I said demons, but yeah, knights too. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, there's just a print lot. them all. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> you, you can definitely fit them into uh, future sets. You know, there's definitely bound to have you know some of those archetypes. Um, I had one or two more I wanted to talk about. I think mono black aggro needs another aggressive black creature. Like, I think that Ooh, at what at what point in the curve? <sighs> yeah, that's the question, isn't it? Uh, maybe another three well, drop. I mean, I think it's valid. I mean, they did get. Cemetery I almost Tres- think like Tres- a two drop. Yeah, I, just because like I feel like scrap heap scrounger is a liability for the deck. Uh-huh. Like it's so good against control sometimes but like i feel like there's a lot more um exile in control now and you know not being able to block is just you know really bad against the aggro decks especially when your one drops are already not good blockers yeah. so i almost feel like they need a little something different at two or three yeah i could i totally agree with that like i think you know uh vampires has been doing well just because of the synergy that that deck has but uh, mono black seems like it's pretty much all by the wayside back there yeah, yeah yeah all right anything else any other decks you'd like to see get their wish granted this holiday season no i'm excited for kamigawa yeah maybe the next but that's gonna be a long wait isn't it is it january or february i don't know i think it's i think it's end of january maybe february okay. let me see you when uh we'll do a little googling while you uh wrap us up for the topic at hand all right okay uh how do i wrap it up <laughs> You do all the spiel usually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just uh, telling you to recap everything we just said. Yeah, yeah I'm the recap guy. Uh, that was the episode we talked about, and it's full of things. Yeah, it's February 18th. There we go. There you go. Um, so we'll probably see spoilers like at the beginning of February. Yes. Maybe even second week of February, something like that. Well, that's the end of our episode, mm-hmm. though. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this little bit more off-the-cuff episode. We had some fun talking about decks. Um, if you guys enjoy this kind of content, if you want to tell us what's on your wish list, please go ahead and tweet us out at MTG Pioneer. Uh, you can also find a link to our Discord from our Twitter, mm-hmm. as well as links to our other socials. So go ahead and hang out there. 
tell us what you're thinking. All right. And uh, if you guys want to contact me, I actually just changed my Twitter handle last night because people Ooh. were telling me that, you know, it doesn't make sense. So my new Twitter handle is Yo Japan Hobbyist. Just because, hmm. you know, I'm the Japan Hobbyist and my, you know, my website's a Japan Hobbyist and stuff like that. So, hey, Yo Japan Hobbyist. Uh, that is my I didn't new even know you changed your Twitter name. Yeah, I just did it last <laughs> night. So if you want to uh, find me, you can find me on there. And you know, like Kevin said, hop in, tell us what cards you think needs to uh, ask for a Christmas present this year. And uh, we'd love to hear uh, you know, your ideas. Awesome. All right, that's going to bring us into our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are the First Pioneers Podcast. We are your go-to source for pioneer information online. Your first pioneers are slopping out. No. See you on the frontier. (laughs) You can say that too. Okay. See you guys. (laughs) All right.